Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm super. She is super, and I am natural today. And oh. I will be the Dr. Junkie. You are definitely well, you're, Junkie. Well, you're going to have to be a Junkie Ninja. Donkey Ninja. Dr. Junkie Ninja. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And we are the Supernatural, Supernatural Junkies. Junkies. Coming at you. Welcome to Supernatural Junkies. It's me, Alex. With us today, we have... Who She's we have? alone today. Yep. Lone no one alone. else is here. Yeah, that's my other self talking. She's, yes. she's such a good impersonator. Right? It's actually, yeah, yeah, we're here too. <laughs> you almost can't tell the difference. <laughs> exactly. It's like they're all here. But the ones that should be here, well, they actually are, are Dr. Dennis. Say hello. Hello. The say, ninja's in the house. Yeah, I know if I were saying, say hello, Dr. Dennis, he'd be like, hello, Dr. Dennis. <laughs> I do well, I'm trying to no, change Tony it does up that. a little bit. No, Tony does that all the hello, time. Hello, Dr. Dennis. Right? right? I like that one. You should do your, the, whole, the whole podcast in that voice, please. Special guest Fauci. Yes, oh. Anthony Fauci here. How you doing, you, um, you rascals? Little Keebler elf. <laughs> and we have Dr. Kevin Cruz. Saturday. Back in the house. Yeah, woo woo. Woo. All here. Let's do it. What are we doing today? Are we are we just gonna we're what, gonna talk we're gonna do what we, it we're gonna talk. Should, should I read this amazing review that we got? Oh yes. Ooh, yeah, bring it down. Really, bring it down. It's very recent. Um for those of you that don't know, our podcast so our initial platform, we had to change who we were using that uploads our podcast. We upload them, but anyway. Um so on Apple it has our old version with none of the newer podcasts and then this one we have 47 podcasts by the way cool yeah we're not even a year old yet almost though we're gonna have to do something special for the year anniversary anyway um so all our reviews that were on that apple didn't transfer over to the new one so if you could please leave a review if you did before you should be able to copy and paste it from the old one onto the new one i'm so sorry to ask you but anyway this review is great it was also on the new itunes one Supernatural Junkies found this podcast after going through the goodie bag from information booths at the renewal on 1-8-2022. Great listening. It feels like you're part of a roundtable or part of a conversation covering a wide variety of topics that are all informative in either entertaining way and either unhappy, sad, or angry as the focus is moved toward protecting our children. Thought-provoking on not only how the corruption set in, but how discussions solve these problems. Glad to have found them and thankful for their wisdom and guests thank you so much pkd71 we really appreciate that review it's an amazing review isn't that great yeah that's awesome yeah you know why we're trying to get reviews well because it improves it makes it easier for you guys to find us on the algorithm the more reviews that we have but we have never really shared with our audience what they have done to us since we've been trying to podcast over the last year and the last one was the worst where we had um you know our entire site shut down yeah, for and, a while. And, wow. and so that was... For like four or five weeks. Yeah, this is our hosting site. What's yeah. this was, was Anchor. And Bastards. when I say that, guys, let me explain to you. We call them Wanker. Right. 
<laughs> Just kidding. Well, imagine really. you have been doing business for a while, right? And you have all these people following you. Right. And we they're, did. They're all gone. Yeah. Not only were they, they deleted all gone. Several times, actually. Yeah. But we were down for did over we do three that? weeks. Yeah. yeah. We were down for three to four weeks. Yeah. On, on Charisma, we were down for Longer. six weeks. Yeah. So all the people that thought, oh, they must have something must have happened. No, they couldn't find us for three to six weeks. That's how far we wow. were shut down. So you start to understand here, this has really hurt, you know, our ability to put the truth out. And this is something that, you know, you can really help us. So the reason I'm saying that is because this is yet another episode that may be one of the best ones we've ever done. And the reason why If he does say so himself. Well, and the reason why you're gonna you're gonna see it as we get going. But you're gonna see the name of this one is patentable genetic markers in our forehead and so this is one of the bombs if you haven't bought in the covid beast um this is a good time to remember why you, we've done that you know so we've been having trouble getting this out the truth out to people right and it, the, yeah it definitely affected our downloads because after that getting back up on charisma was a not an easy task and then they bumped our podcast all the way towards the bottom of the page um you know, it's been kind of a frustrating thing. I do want to let you know, if you are following us on Charisma's um, podcast network, it might be better if you switch, even for any, even for listening quality, quite honestly, to other platforms to listen to us, like iTunes, which is free, right? Podcast. Audible. Um, Audible, Audible yeah. right, is free. I don't know if Audible's free, though. One of them charges. Amazon Play. I think Play. you have to have your... Uh... I think you have to actually have an account. Yeah, I believe yeah. we're also on SoundCloud. I'll double check that. We're Podbean. I, Podbean's free. I think. Yeah, we're on a ton That's, of podcast networks mm. all over the place, as many as we can be on. Um, so you might want to switch to one of those to listen to us. There's some great finds on there as well, not just our podcast. But anyway, um, because Charisma, we might our year contract is coming up. We we're not sure if we're going to renew. So if you found us on there, we're so appreciative. We're so grateful. Um, and it was a great start for us. It just, you know, when things got messed up, it was never really, um, the ship never got righted to basically, right, say it like that. So maybe find us on another platform in case we stop using them, right? It's not that we've stopped broadcasting. It's just that we've stopped using that platform. So anyway, moving on. So the point with that is that we're at another crux. Okay, and yeah. what is the crux? Well, we got all that happened right when the book came out. Right. So I'm trying to get the truth out, and you're going to see why. After and that this book episode. is still available. That's right. So if you haven't purchased that, you know, it's on our website. Absolutely. So this is what we want to try and do, and you're going to see why and what and when and where, you know, these things are happening. And we're going to show that in a prolific sense. Right. And also a great comparison right now because that book was um, a while ago, right? So now all those things that we said that people are like, those crazy conspiracy theorists, they're crazy, those anti-vaxxers, you can now compare that to actually what's happening and the truth that's being revealed that was already revealed. Whose is that? Uh, that's not me. Is that, I think that's you, That's Doc. you. Look, he's all looking around like... Well, he's looking at us, that. folks. He's and like, like, and he's got a musical tune playing on his phone. He didn't mute. I, I, that's a little sound. I don't even know how to stop it. It just comes on. I think it's the boogeyman. I just literally, the only way I figured out is just yeah. shut my phone off. <laughs> okay. All sure. right, let's get started. Yeah. So, you know, before we get into this, you know, it feels like we're going to be throwing some people under the bus today, right? Mm. 
And so we're going to get into a few statistics. But the first thing we want to talk about is we don't want to throw anybody under the bus, right? Well, and Fauci maybe. There's a few people. <laughs> there's a few people. Rachel are... Walensky. There's a few people I'd like to throw under that bus right now. But you know, um, we talked about the Watchmen on this podcast, right? And that that Ezekiel thirty three six basically says, you know, that that one of the functions of every society is to have watchmen. They're looking out for danger. And they used to be up on the wall where they'd have a better view than the average person. And if they saw something, then they needed to warn the people. Right. And so that passage says that if the watchman sees something and he doesn't warn people, that God will hold him accountable. And so you start to think, okay, we break this down. Well, what does that really mean? It really means that most people depend on their pastor to be a watchman. Yeah. A pastor is somebody that's watching over you know, a flock of sheep, if you will, right? And so anything that's going on with those sheep that could harm the sheep mm. is something that should be fair game. Mm -hmm. But what we'll see here is that we have begun to see a, a discrepancy where Christians are now abandoning truth, okay? We're just saying the only truth that matters at all is just the gospel. And then we even see that being compromised. So yes. the truth doesn't expand to being a man or a woman. It doesn't expand to, you know, having, you know, good finances or good relationships or anything else. It's only this one little thing we walk down an aisle one day and say. Right. But does it expand to they and them? Right. Well, you start to go, well, this is, this is where you see. So Christians are, you, you have to admit this. That our society is influencing Christians, not the other way around. Yeah, it's right. been going on for a while. Right. Right. And so this is a simple situation. We have to pick Jesus. It all started with the seeker Salt service. and yes. light. You, you know, when, when, you, when you start, when you go back, you know, 30 years, 40 years ago with the seeker service and and curving um, or, or making the message adaptable to society. Right. You know, we don't want to hear fire and brimstone anymore, Doc. Well, I'm okay with having outreach-type things, but when you start to have a church that is only an outreach, you're never getting in-reach, you're never getting discipleship, and you're never you're getting... You're not getting meat, yeah, right? Getting church meat. is not about the outreach. Church is the gathering of the saints for the worship of the Lord and for that corporal worship. And if you don't have that, you know, it's not about... Um, singing beautiful songs that you know welcome people in from the outside. Mm. Am I too low? Nope. Oh, I was just okay. looking at it. All right. So the first thing we want to say is that number one, you know, these are all statistics on what's going on with our pastors, and this is really important for us to understand that we are not throwing our pastors under the bus. If you're a pastor, we need you. Now more than ever, we need pastors that are willing to stand up for the truth Amen. and preach the Bible, yeah. the mm -hmm. whole truth. And I understand, you know, you got to pick your battles, mm -hmm. but at least pick one. Pick something. Right. Right. So right now we though. If you stand for nothing, right? You, you we, stand for nothing. We have mm -hmm. 1,500 pastors per month that are leaving the ministry permanently. So... If you're a pastor, we encourage you. Again, remember, you work for the Lord, and God called you. 
Now more than ever, we need our pastors standing up. So here's some other statistics. 80% of pastors and 85% of their wives feel discouraged in their roles. That's an unbelievable number. It, it really is. crazy. 80%. Isn't that shocking? I mean, 80%? It's amazing. I find that number, and it's, that's so discouraging. Wow. So, you know, what we're saying to you is pray for your pastors. You know, lift them up. I did a little brief stunt as a youth pastor. I can honestly say it was the hardest thing because, you know, you just feel like you're a punching bag sometimes for, you know, everything that goes wrong. And you have so many people with so many different views and you're just trying to play peacemaker. You know, it is a difficult situation. Or anytime, you know, I think you had talked to me about this, that anytime people tend to go up to their pastor, talk to them, it's because it's want based. They want something from them. They need something from them instead of filling them. Right. It's about, you know, because you're you're leading. Well, you tend to become a counselor. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. And we should counsel the, the, and each other. Um, but yeah, that's it's just discouraging. 50% of pastors' wives believe their husband entering the ministry was the most destructive thing in their families and marriage. That's shocking. shocking. I know. Can you imagine you feel like, okay, we did this for God, and this thing is tearing us apart. Right. And it's it's, it's yeah. crazy. And then 50% of pastors say they have either been in or are in an ongoing affair, which is what we're hearing a lot about in the news, right? With, what was it, Hillsong? Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, there's been many more, but that's shocking. Well, the, 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 the big the big, uh, the big ones get criticized the most, right? Right. Like McDonald's, ones, yeah. you know, and so forth. But, of course, the big, the big thing is, is that this is destructive to the church. And the church is, um, it's, it's, you know, okay, P- Peter yeah. talked, Peter talked about, you know, judgment starts with the house of God, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it so, should call us all to the carpet and, and to repent. It really should. So you need to, to hear these things. And, you know, 71% of pastors listed themselves as burned out and, and people that actually struggle with depression. So this is what's going on with our ministers. We we are human beings. I can't. How many times I've gotten things right on COVID? Yeah. No. How many times have I listened to my pastor on a Sunday morning and I realize, oh my gosh, I've totally got this wrong. Whatever it is. How many times have our pastors actually helped me out and got me back on a better road? Mm. So we need to remember that our pastors have been there for us. They have. I mean, sometimes you like the the. Was he talking to me today? Right. <laughs> right? How yeah. many people have felt that? So, you know, we need to remember that and that they're human beings, you know, and that 71% are struggling with depression. Wow. That, that's a tough call. Yeah. That is really and tough. Only one in 10 actually retires as a minister. Um, we were at this, uh, the actually it's called the Soldier Up uh, with Somebody Cares Tampa Bay, and they had some amazing people. Preachers and uh, Rick Rigsby was up talking about how 21% of pastors have a biblical worldview. And, what? you know, you know, the other study I read was closer to 40. Yeah, that was Dr. Brown brought that up. Yes. And, you know, it was like the 37% had a biblical worldview. Yes, he said like 37. But in his study, he shared that only 4% of executive pastors actually shared a biblical worldview now folks that means all the big guys that's incredible you see what i'm saying you start to see the more people you have coming to your church 
the more you have to play what? Peacemaker to the point, you know, that maybe you've, you're not at peace with Jesus anymore. When you're compromising the truth. That's right. Well, if you're not at peace with Jesus, right, that's the only person we really have to be at peace with. So you start to realize these are the people that hire and fire most of the pastors that are in the ministry today. So these are the people that are really controlling the narrative. So this is important for us to realize the dynamics of what's actually happening with our pastors and with our churches. So this is why, you know, this is one of the only areas that here we are, we're sitting on this truth that we're going to share today, that there were patentable genetic markers that were put in the forehead of every person that took this vaccine. Now, we're going to get into that as we get going. But, you know, like I said, how many times have my pastor helped me? I don't want to be a Pharisee here. I've missed a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. And I think most of this here today would say the same thing. But, you know, you know, uh, Craig, um, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say his name, but Groeschel, you know, he wrote a book called The Christian Atheist. And somebody who believes in God, but lives as if he doesn't exist. And you start to realize that that's a lot of us. You know, we, we need to depend upon Jesus now more than ever before. And I think a lot of people are looking for the miraculous. But I think we also have to realize that, that we have to depend upon what the Word of God says. And so this is where we go back to Luke 21, 28. When you see these things happening, we're supposed to stand up. That means we have to talk about what the Bible says is going to happen and talk about whether it's happening. And we're going to show you today that this stuff is happening and nobody is talking about it. And so this is why, you know, the Bible says, come and let us reason together. That's Isaiah 1.18. Jesus says in John 14.6 that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Anytime we abandon truth, right, anytime we abandon the abundant life, right, the more we do that, the more we're abandoning Jesus Christ. And that if you think about any area that we do not want to abandon truth in, it's in the area of our body. Because our body is what? The temple of the Holy Spirit. So that's what I wanted to get across is because if you think about what your Bible is saying prophetically, the beast government, the mark of the beast, is really saying that Satan is coming with a second forbidden fruit. Right? And does everybody understand exactly why the first fruit caused all this? Hmm. Yeah, right? Mm. I don't fully understand all that. So the point is Well, it was the not it's it's disobedience to God and it's pride. And isn't that what we're talking about here? When you when we fall away and all of us are guilty of that, um what what draws us away? You know, we can be like Flip Wilson and say the devil made me do it, but it's really we have enough problem with the world there and our flesh uh, and fighting that battle that the devil doesn't even have to pay attention to us. We, we're, we can be our own destruction. Like James says in, in chapter 1 where he said that you're pulled away by your, by your own lust. So sin, you know, sin gives birth to, uh, to death. And we need to be aware of these st statistics like you're, we've talked about here. We're not judging these pastors. We're, we're making them oh, this awareness, try to get this awareness out to the church, the people that call themselves the church, the people that say that they believe in Jesus Christ, that we're supposed to have a love for the truth. 
You know, we lose that love. Remember, Paul also talked about in Thessalonians that there would be a great apostasy, meaning a big turning away from the truth. Well, it's funny when I talk about Bible prophecy, that's the first thing I talk about is the falling away. And you mm -hmm. can really see we've made a case for that in our pastors if they're not following a biblical view. But here's what I'm going to say. The mark of the beast is not just disobedience. Disobedience, sin, mm -hmm. can be repented of, right? Mm -hmm. So we're getting the mechanics of that. But this is a sin that can't be repented of. In other words, either something is going on that's very different about this mark of the beast. And that's why I say it's a second forbidden fruit. And obedience, not understanding. Obedience. Well, I understand a lot of times when I sin why it's wrong. Mm -hmm. But this may be something you don't even understand why it's wrong. And this is one of those things. So this was an empty promise that, that was Satan made. Well, he wanted to what? Make us what? Gods. You'll be like God. So I don't believe this is an empty promise. I think if you think about the first fruit, it wasn't just touching it. They had to what? Eat it. Mm -hmm. They had to take it right. and put it yeah. inside of their body, mm -hmm. the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right, and then it did something and they acquired knowledge. Exactly, something forbidden happened. Forbidden knowledge, yeah. And so we're also seeing a parallel that there's a second forbidden fruit. It doesn't work unless it gets access to your body. You have to take it inside of you in order for it to do what it needs to do. So the key here is that this is the greatest warning the Bible has ever given about anything, right? Besides rejecting Jesus Christ, which is what, you know, blaspheming the Holy Spirit really is. So that's why it's an unforgivable sin. Right, but you have to think, where does morality come from, right? It comes from Jesus Christ, from his example of living here, of what we know, right? Uh, what the apostles taught after, and so, but if, you know, but we're framing this whole thing of taking this stuff very lightly into our body or transhumanism, that kind of thing. It's taken very lightly because it's done under the guise of, well, if you really cared, if you were truly a loving, moral person, you would take this because it would ensure the safety of the people around you. So it's reframing what morality is, right? It's framing morality as from human perspective, right? And, and denying the godly perspective of it. Yeah, we have to go in and we have to dissect some of the verses, especially in Revelation, Doc. I mean, Revelation 13, verses 14 through 18, it states, And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed verse 16 goes on he causes all both small and great rich and poor free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. We talk about that in the book, Doc. This is one of our core passages. Um, also, Revelations 19.20 and the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet, 
who worked signs in his presence in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image these two were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone so when we look at this pattern there's three things now we spent a lot of time on 16 to 18 and we're going to go right to this but 14 and 15 really show you that there's some characters right we're taught the beast government we have the antichrist we have the false prophet and the way that they get people to take this mark is primarily through signs and wonders okay so that's one of the the basic things we see setting up here the second thing we see though is that a cause a cause comes in the world mm -hmm. this cause is something that needs access to your body and then if you don't take this they disenfranchise you you don't get to buy and sell right and so we'll start to realize we'll break this passage down a little bit but one of the big problems with the mark of the beast is we talked about that most people don't think it's anything different about it i think it wasn't just disobedience that started this i think it was that fruit of that tree that did something right different than any other fruit well yeah right? god said it right. well that's, that's right. why they he forbade it right. and he said you can't don't do not eat from it so satan is not in a situation here where he gets this beast government going and all he has to do is write mark of the beast on this vial <laughs> and inject it in you and somehow you can't repent of it no. whatever this is is different mm -hmm. it's a different choice than we've ever had before and there's no way satan would have done it earlier if he could have come up with it mm -hmm. so we have to believe this is technology related so when we get to revelations 1920 this is what people believe they don't believe that there can be any deception around the mark of the beast and yet the, the signature of the end times is deception. But Revelations 19.20 puts that in perspective. It says, Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence. And what did they do? By he deceived those. Everybody who receives the mark of the beast is deceived. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's a great deception yeah. that Paul mm -hmm. talked about in Thessalonians. And yet, I'm not kidding you. You will see pastors say it over and over again. There can be no deception surrounding the mark of the beast. And yet here it says, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast. If you received the mark of the beast, you were deceived. Right. You see what I'm saying here? And so you start to realize because of this theology, they're not looking for a deception. They're not. Isn't that the thing with deception? You don't know it's happening until afterwards and you have proof that it happened. Otherwise, how do you know it's a deception? Well, you can see, but the theology says that we're not allowed to be deceived about this one thing. That's honestly what they believe. And right, I'm, I know. I'm just telling you, I know what they believe. I know. Th this is the way that comes out. So we're looking for three things. Number one, we are we, we see some of the missing components of the mark of the beast are some of the characters, right? Some of the sequences, but these aren't huge strong calls. The reason is because Revelations is not in any kind of order, right? So because of that, we could see the cause come before these characters and sequences. Mm -hmm. And we could even see, you know, the signs and wonders later, right? So the point is, is that when the cause comes in the world, this is where we're going to be able to focus on 16 to 18 to show that this is happening in a prolific way. So again, this idea of somehow there's a label on the mark of the beast and that there can be no deception, right? So these are the things that really make me think, hey, this is a big problem.
Yeah, Doc, let's not forget what Paul talked about in Second Thessalonians 2 when he talked about, and I'll read the scripture. Now, the brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to soon be shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So, you know, that day will not come unless the apostasy occurs first. Alex's mouth is totally full, and I'm like, wouldn't you like to say something right now? <laughs> oh, Didn't no. you breakfast this morning? Sorry, Alex. Oh. My husband What do you got there? Don't get that in your mask there, Alex. <laughs> my three masks. Hopefully, it'll catch by the spittle and my peanut butter. Well, and you know, those are some of the characters and sequences that we're talking about. And certainly, you know, that brings up, you know, one of our frustrations is, you know, we agree that, you know, there is going to be a rapture. And the timing of that event is hotly debated. And so for us, though, my argument is very simple. It is irrelevant with respect to what we should preach in our pulpits and what we should talk mm -hmm. about with our family yeah. and our friends. Because even if some people aren't there, right. some people are. Can right. you imagine? And then we've created an entire network of other theologies that really surround that. Because we, we, we're not going to be here, we don't even need to talk about this. And that's the number one thing. <laughs> if I ever teach a, a Bible prophecy, that's the first question. Why do we need to talk about this? We're not going to be there. Well, I've been to church sermons, <clears throat> not where we go currently, but another one around here, where the pastor was actually... Um, they got really excited about it too because he was he was like, well, persecution and all these things and failure. I'm prophesying for all of them, but for us, I prophesy abundance, more abundance than we've ever had. Oh, I prophesy, gosh. and everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, um, wait, what? No, people I, just I don't, don't know scripture, right? We well, and well, this is a pastor that's um fairly well known, actually. And um, pretty famous. Of course. If you preach that, you're going to be well-known and yeah. famous. Of course, right? Oh, and, and just like prophesying misery and, and suffering over another group. But our group, we're going to be totally fine. An abundance, a more abundance than we've ever had in this next year. A surplus. And everybody was just cheering. And I was like, first, I don't know that that's something I would cheer for. It pains me to think that anyone should have to suffer for thinking they were doing something that was helping their families or themselves and protecting their neighbors and somehow harmed in that way. That breaks my heart. Um, and even if they go into it stubbornly and like, the rest of you suck, you know, which is how they feel about us. It doesn't make me feel good that anybody should have to suffer on that level because they they were deceived, right? right? Well, but, it's, it's, it, but you forget who they're saying. You know, we're going to be out of here and the Jews are going to suffer. Mm. Uh, pr predicting, a, you know, a Holocaust for the Jews only. Right. You know, right. You know and then, you know, I'm sorry. It's a gospel of escapism. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It, there's, right. You know, we are and, told, you know, the people, the, the, the gospel is this, that Jesus came, he was born, he lived, he preached, he died on a cross for your sins, mm-hmm. he was he lied in grave for three days, was resurrected, Woo-hoo. and then he ascended to heaven. But he's coming back again, not as a servant, but as a glorious king. That's right. The second coming is what we should be preaching. Not the rapture that I'm going to get out of here before all yeah. poop hits the fan. And I'll be safe, but the rest of you guys, so sad, too bad. Yeah. Well, let's, let's that's all hope. Not what, that's not the good news. That's not what we're supposed to be sharing, right, with people. The good news is that he's coming back. Right. That's right. So get ready. And, and more importantly, you know, you could certainly get up and prophesy to your congregation that they will prosper. But it's probably not going to be in money. <laughs> right. Because we're not taking that, right? Oh, the we're probably talking about gospel has yeah. ruined more households and people than yeah. anything else. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. That's, you know, oh, wait a minute. You don't have enough faith to be prosperous. Well, then I always, my retort to that is, uh, oh, really? Did the apostles not have enough faith? That's right. right. They lived in, in poverty and right. died martyrdom. Yes. Oh, they were, they didn't have enough faith? Right. All those, you hear that, folks? Turn around and run. Yep. Out right. of that church. Yep. Right. I mean, even Jesus didn't live a life that was happy, happy, joy, joy, right? He had no, think, no place to lay his head. Right. Look what happened to him. I think the bottom line is the first shall be last and the last shall be first. So if you want to be the big shot around here. Or the meek. Well, you're gonna be, here. Yeah. I don't want to know where you're going to be living in heaven. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. We've been going over the Beatitudes with the boys. <laughs> so let's review here. You know, the cause comes in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. As long as I've been alive, a pandemic has been the best explanation for something. Once the vaccine narrative was begun, right, the the cause would be a pandemic. We need access to your body. It's probably going to be a vaccine. That's as long as I can remember, right? Now, for about 12 years, I've been saying that the mark of the beast is going to be genetic, which we spent a lot of time on talking about how there are genetic narratives. There's actually a genetic war in the Bible that people, again, are completely... Um, they don't know anything about it. So here we have a vaccine happening, right? And now it's genetic. And then we mm-hmm. see also see what? You can't buy or sell. Mm-hmm. If you don't take this, you don't get to buy food. You don't get to have a job. You're in a concentration camp. Your children were taken away from you. This happened around the world, right? So those are three out of three. So then this is where people struggle. They go, well, wait a minute. There's nothing in my right hand. And again, this is where we go back to the idea. Read your Bible. Your right hand, just do a concordance. That word doesn't mean your right hand. Right hand was symbolic. Yeah. Okay. The disciples wanted to sit at the right hand. I don't think they were trying to sit on Jesus's hand, right hand. Right. So this is a symbolic place of That's allegiance funny. that we yes. have. Right. Yeah. And and we have this in Isaiah. Same same scenario. God says He wants to hold our right hand. Yep. Right. So this right hand. If you give somebody a right hand, they control you. Right. Mm-hmm. The fact that they get to buy and sell means that they have given their right hand over to this peace government. Mm-hmm. The fact that we didn't. But here's the thing. This vaccine did not stay where they put it. Right. This vaccine carried genetic markers. They went everywhere in your body. No, here's the deal. Every they cell. crossed the blood brain barrier. Right. That has never happened before. Well, first of all, I just interject folks this is not a vaccine so right. i know we 
That's we, what they're we, calling we, it. So we, we mistakenly to, yeah. use their terminology, but it's Thank gene you for therapy. That correction. It's gene therapy. <laughs> that colloquialism. And it, and it did uh, cross the blood-brain barrier, one of the scientists recently said, because that when injected into your body, uh, it gets dispersed throughout the body. Um, the 21% of it ends up in your liver, but uh, 16% of it goes to your spleen. So how does it get to the spleen? Because your white blood cells take it there. They engulf it and they drop and dump the spike protein in the spleen. Well, then one of the proposed uh, theories of how it gets to the brain is that those spike proteins are carried up the vagus nerve up to the brain. And they, they function like prions. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a protein, uh, prion disease is like mad cow disease or... Um, Jacob uh, Kurtzup's disease. So these, this is what happens, but this gets into your brain and where we're going with this, and what I'm about to say is that if these are genetically marked and they already showed that there was another study that uh, they took liver cells in vitro and they showed how uh, that it does change the, gen- the genome of the, of the liver cell through reverse transcriptase. Mm-hmm. So if this can happen, and, and that was that was in the Epoch Times, by the way, and it was a Swedish study. Yeah, I mean, if this can happen, and if it changes your genome, then if it changes your genetic marker and gets up to your your forehead, there you go, where biblical prophecy comes in. Well, and here's the the last part: your forehead in your Bible. I'm telling you, folks, we have missed what the Bible means. Is our forehead? We don't understand it. This is why where are you sealed. Right. right. And you're going to see that we've missed this as we go into the next episode. Because we're going to talk about what this means. But the forehead means aft. A-F-T, the eyes. What's behind your eyes, folks? It's your brain. No, no, it's the frontal lobe of the brain. That's everything you are. Your hopes, your dreams, your personality. Everything we know is you. Right? All those other functions don't quite make it there. So this is the part... If you start to think about, so Satan's ultimate plan, it doesn't work if you don't eat it. You don't take it in your body. But where does this thing that we're taking, where does it want to go? What's the end game? It's your mind. Right. Now that's understandable that Satan wants to get access to our mind. Well, one of the studies, just a little bit to go back, 48 hours was the time it took to enter every cell of your body. And that was the whole point of the mRNA, by the way, because it was started as a cancer treatment. And that was the whole point because it could cross the blood blood barrier. Excuse me. And they knew this. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. (laughs) But, But that was the whole point was that it could cross that blood brain barrier anyway um only 48 hours for that also when you were talking about the mind um that is where you you use your mind to connect to the lord that is that that space of consciousness that you use i have had this argument with friends they're like well why would that matter i was like if that's not there you're not connect that's what you use to connect to the lord your mind he talks about the mind in the bible Mm -hmm. for that reason that's what we use to connect him if somehow something is blocked we then can't connect there this does tie into one of our other episodes by the way your heart's in your mind too it's not what's beating in your chest right Right. it's a metaphorical right it's metaphorical right because love is not it's not a tangible thing the soul is not a tangible thing uh, what is that? Where is that? There's this, you know, your ruach, right? The breath of life. Um, 
it doesn't actually mean just the breath, right? Mm -hmm. It's bigger than that. That encompasses a larger uh, belief system, a larger, I don't know. Well, we also Dimension. see in that passage that there's a 666. Now, here's the thing. We haven't seen a lot of these videos in America, but some of the ones in, in Europe, we've seen people be able to fluoresce okay, mm -hmm. their veins. When you put a black light on their arms, the veins will light up. Right. Now, that means they have luciferase in them. Well, the well, Pfizer documents the, the, admit that yeah, that, that have, have been released. Yeah, there, it's right? in there. So those Pfizer documents that were just uh, how many, 10,000 pages or something? Well, that's what it's. Uh, I, I always feel that that's how they're going to catch anybody who fakes the vaccine cards. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's what we said, yeah, too, because yeah. that's why the lights, they've been changing all the lights everywhere. Because yeah. I was like, why else would they do that? Unless nice glow in the dark. That's right. So they can tell who's been who's had it and who doesn't mm -hmm. because you would glow immediately if you had mm -hmm. but those Pfizer that Pfizer dump that Aaron Siri from ICANN um just got released like 10,000 pages that's in there Luciferase is in those documents it clearly says that there's so many horrifying things to talk about from that but Can't make this stuff up. so what is the patent number first of all who made Luciferase oh, Oh, Wasn't it Gates? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. Bill Gates. Why is he and involved in this? Why is he involved in it? Dr. Bill. Why is he the owner of a company called the World For-Profit Ownership, right, of the right. World Healthcare? Well, also, wait, let me just mention whether, one other thing. Since when, I know Kevin's getting frustrated with me because he's like, you're interrupting me because he never shuts up. I had a root canal today and my lip is finally coming back online. And Ow. Oh, and Ow. so I had something done the other day and he was just like, Wait, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, my whole part of my face is weird. I, I was, can't. I was wondering why he was drooling. I didn't. <laughs> oh, he, he always drools. He's the little toddler in him. Well, my wife is in the room, see, so. Lame. Dad jokes for days. What do I always say? <laughs> anyway, I forget where I was going with this. You totally interrupted my brain. <laughs> I totally, totally lost you. <laughs> That's me, husband. Well, for you. again, the patent number for okay. Luciferase is. Wait, wait, is now I remember. Okay. Zero six zero six zero six. He got that out. He's happy now. Okay. So when in history, think about all these people that we're interviewing on TV. Um, <laughs> we're going right on Anderson Cooper. We're talking. We're actually trying to take advice from people that have no medical experience or background, that have no education in anything medical, but yet they're the ones espousing all this medical information and why and how it works. Why is that? Why is Bill Gates a medical authority now? Why should we respect anything he has to say medically? He has zero degrees in this. Just because you know computers and computing, and really after you've had Microsoft, really do we, do we buy that? Do we believe it? Come on. That doesn't even work. So why would we think this was a good idea? Why he are we taking advice at, from him? He was good at viruses with Microsoft. Right, right. He's great at viruses. I guess that's why he's an expert on this one. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I, I, you know, because why? <laughs> because his parents were eugenicists. He's a eugenicist. And he's got enough money to buy his way in to be well, part of the World Economic Forum. and uh, well, This is the other thing. WHO. Right now, we're, we're dealing with a situation where the world is giving up its freedom to a private company owned by Bill Gates so Many that he somehow yeah. can dictate to us what happens in a pandemic. Now, the man... That he predicted. That's right. If a man can't protect, a, protect us from computer viruses... I mean... He couldn't even make a software where you didn't have works. to buy another software right. to make it free of viruses. Why would he be allowed anywhere <laughs> near a real virus? Right. Mm-hmm. Because he's Bill Gates. Well, right. that's what I'm saying. If he's you got don't believe something's weird, 
why is the world giving up its rights to that man? Right? Well, why is luciferase in these vaccines? What was that video you sent me with him uh, when he was giving that lecture to the CIA back in 2005 about the God gene? Right. Right? Exactly. Yahweh, folks, is written in your DNA. Yeah. What do you think Satan wants to do to your DNA? Change it. Yeah, he wants Yahweh, to no write way. his own name. Right. And see, there is a there is also I sent that that one. Uh, it's the it's the Miriam case with the Supreme Court, and um, basically it said that if you got my codes in yeah. your body, yeah. I can I own, own you. you. I can put a patent on a human being. We did. Yeah, through, so that's yeah. what they what, what happened with the it. Monsanto case uh, with the uh, GMO seeds. Yes, yep, the grain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. we, we talked about this in one of the episodes too. That that it, if you have any string of code that has been synth synthesized, right? Which mm -hmm. COVID has, by the way, folks. Yep. Um, the coronavirus has. So and just patented. by taking right, just by taking that um, vaccine, and if it did change your DNA, and we know that it does. You and you show that string right of DNA in your body. You, you are now, can now owned. Be patented. Right, right. You are now patented. So, I mean, you hate to say it, but what was that dance movie? You suck has got served. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so, that, it's, it's pretty so here's tough. My though. I mean, I mean, you think about that. We we talked about that in the book too, being patented, and uh, maybe that's you know, and that's part now. of the mark. Eighty percent of the population, yes. the U.S. population, is now vaccinated, right. fully vaccinated. Eighty percent. The eighty percent of you are now uh, owned, right? You are. You've been patented. You are now owned. That's crazy. So here's my here's God my take. God, I know. And this Please, is Lord. the the Forgive this is us. why I hope you will share this episode with everybody that you know. It's very simple. That a cause came in the world. That's number one. Number two, this cause demanded access to your body, mandatory. Number three, if you didn't take it, you don't get to buy and sell. Number four, there were patentable genetic markers that were placed in your forehead. Number five, you did give them your right hand you submitted to their authority That's you did right. not listen to god's authority voluntarily right? number number seven you also may have something with a 060606 patent in your body now i will say that when i tested my patients a lot of them a 19 out of 20 you know had the magnetism to their arm I did also black light almost all those people. I did not see anybody's arms start to light well, up. Well, there's a difference there. I know. Those are two different things. But what I'm trying to say is, okay, six out of the nine, eight, nine things that we know about the mark of the beast are happening now. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's some characters missing. Yes, there's some sequences missing. But the only actual effect of the mark of the beast that we know about. So those are other things, people's places, scenarios. That's separate from this cause coming into the world that leads to our bodies. What's the effect of taking the mark of the beast? Worship. Mm -hmm. What is worship? Okay. Well, worship, according to your Bible, is something that happens we must do in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. So what is it about this vaccine, right, or this genetic therapy or this coming mark of the beast that changes our spirit or changes our truth? Remember... Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So these are the questions, and these are open-handed questions, and I don't think we have all those answers, but the question is, Jesus said, if you see these things happening, you're supposed to stand up. I just showed you all of these things are happening, yeah. and nobody is standing up. That's why I wrote the book, 
That's why we started this podcast. That's right. And I feel like, hey, we're not getting a lot of people buying the book. We're not getting a lot of people reading matter. the book. These people think this is over. Well, well, the whole thing is, is that that's that you're not responsible for the results. That's right. And so you know, that's why you, you were commanded to do what you did. Um, we did what we did. We got. We're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. God's got the results. That's right. But at the same time, that's why we're going to be dropping more bombs from the book. No, absolutely. We want to make sure that we're using any avenue we can to get the truth out. Because when we get the truth out, I believe that more people will start to wake up. Now, the good news is we don't. none of us here believe this was the real mark of the beast. But if 75% of adults, maybe 80%, took this, the precursor to the mark of the beast... What do you think is going to happen when the real one happens? When the pressure is much more? Maybe when there's supernatural signs and wonders happening? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen, folks? Well, yeah, that that's one of the, the things we're concerned about. Um, the other thing is we hope and pray that there was a lot of placebo out there. That's right. You know, Some um, of the batches clearly yeah. seem to be different. Um, but uh, like you were saying before, the magnetism is for the, the nanoparticles. And that the the the, uh, the lighting has to do with um, the Luciferase. The Luciferase, yes. Yep. So one thing we do want to say right now is that we don't believe that this is the mark of the beast, and the biggest missing component is the worship. Now it is theoretically possible with some of the pictures we've seen around the world mm -hmm. that maybe maybe it's actually in existence because we've. We've seen some pretty crazy pictures mm -hmm. about what's in people's blood or in yeah. their body. And it could be a technology that hasn't been turned on. But the key here with worship, when you start to think about worship, it's something we do with our mind and our heart, right? What could change the nature of a human being? So I have always been, whenever I think about what is different about the mark of the beast, something is different. And so when I think about where does salvation come from, it comes from repentance, right? Repentance, even with what Jesus did on the cross, mm -hmm. we have to repent in order for it to be what? Applied to us, right? right? So that means that if this, whatever it is, this mark of the beast, changed the nature, our nature, to where we would no longer repent, then it means that that could be why we can't be saved. But right. the, other, right. the other thing I've always struggled with, why doesn't the blood of Jesus apply to the person? What is different about them that somehow what Jesus did doesn't work for them? Well, this is why you jump on these two narratives. Simple. The genetic narrative explains both. What do I mean by that? When you put quail DNA in chickens, it, they move their heads like quail. They sound like quail. You've changed the nature, okay? Complex patterns of behavior for the chicken. It's no longer a chicken. So the DNA narrative could explain why our nature changes in such a way that we would never repent. Mm. And that would certainly explain why we couldn't be saved. The second part, okay, is what if it changes our nature and now long we're no longer of the bloodline of Christ? Now, let me give you an example. In Hebrews uh, 10.4, it says, It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Now, what does that mean? It means that Jesus had to be a man, he wasn't the Hulk or Spider-Man. He had to come as one of us. He had to be born a man, live like mm -hmm. a man, die like a man to redeem humanity. A superhero wouldn't work, right? A chicken wouldn't work. So that's saying that if somehow, you know, 
he changed our DNA enough, we could then no longer have rights to us. And this could happen in a real court. You could go into the court and say, well, that is my son, right? And you've raised him as your son. But now that, that does come into play, by the way. But they can say that it's, right. if you don't have common alleles with that child, they can begin to make an argument that you have no right to that child. It's gone the other way, too. It has. Where people have, you know, they tested DNA and, and found them to be their son or daughter, and then they had to support right. them. Right. But the point is, is that when you're trying to make a natural, the point is, it has to be the same bloodlines. And if you start to think through this, it explains why the most boring book of the Bible, <gasps> Numbers, and some parts of Deuteronomy. <gasps> I knew you were going to say that. Could be. I don't know. Leviticus gets a little that way too. Sorry. Well, it could be the most important parts of the entire book because Absolutely. it proves that you and I are related to Jesus Christ, who was related to Adam. Right. Right. Okay. And that means that we are what? Part of his family. He is our kinsman. And therefore, he and he alone has the right to what? Redeem us. Right. That's the kinsman redeemer idea comes into full play mm. here. Yeah. So this is why about 12 years ago, you know, I predicted this is, has to be genetic. Okay. And the first person I remember hearing that from was uh, Dr. Thomas Horn in a conversation that he had with his wife, Nita. So, you know, and I, when I first did that, and he referred to that article, it's by Francis Fukuyama. It's the world's most dangerous idea. What was that idea to a non-Christian Nobel Peace Prize winning scientist? The idea of changing our genetic makeup. And yet here we have a worldwide narrative under great pressure, right, that, that pulled out an experimental supposed vaccine that completely mm -hmm. didn't work Every part of it was a complete lie. And the fact that everybody that put it out isn't in jail just tells you that we're okay with that. People can lie and it doesn't matter, right? So you start to realize that the genetic narrative could explain why Jesus' blood doesn't apply to us. It could explain why we have a fundamental change to our nature to where we would never recognize sin again and we would never repent for it. And that, wow. to me, you start to yeah. see how powerful... We are talking about the greatest warning the Bible has ever given. Now, if you're a pastor listening to this, this is what I'm going to tell you. I believe that if we got ahead of this, right, because being saved in the tribulation, in the end times, is synonymous with not taking the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. And yet nobody's talking about it. Even 10 years ago, you had 40-some percent of Americans that would have been willing to chip themselves for convenience. It's crazy. Right? Mm. And so you start to realize this is the most dangerous narrative the Bible really. It's a second forbidden fruit. It's a warning about technology coming into our bodies. And how can anyone not see that this is what's happening? That's Tech also the, the, the physical tower of Babel in your bodies. Amen mm. to that. Mm -hmm. Right? So when you start to think through this whole narrative, mm. this is why this show is so important because we will go on and talk. We talked about in the mark on our heart, forehead and what that means, but it really is a portal yeah. to your mind. Okay, why? Because it's about mind control, right? And that's where we're really going to go in the next episode. And you'll see how worship, okay, if it changes our who we worship and what we worship, then it's changed our fundamental nature and what we think is important. So I just want to say explicitly at this point that we're not saying if you've gotten the vaccine that you are damned, right? And that you will 
go to hell, right? That's not what we're saying. We want to be very clear in that. Um, what we're saying though is that repentance is a huge part of this. So, you know, if you have gotten the vaccine, I'll just leave it at that. But we want to be clear that we're not saying that this is for sure the mark of the beast. This is possibly just the precursor, right? The beginnings of, because this is still an ever evolving situation. We're seeing it play out. We're seeing the uh, results of this uh, so-called vaccine happen uh, in real time. Um, the the rest is yet to be discovered because we don't know yet, but we want to make that clear. Right. I'm going to put this at the beginning of the podcast as well because it's important that people hear this, hear us say this right away. But here's what also is important. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, when you see these things happening, we're allowed to talk about it. That's right. And what that means, guys, is that we aren't God. We don't know. We're hoping for the best just like you are. But what I'm trying to say is very straightforward. When you see these things happening, all we did is talk about what the Bible said, and we talked about what's happening. You get to make your own decision. That's right. Everybody does. Pretty well. And we are giving you that. All we're trying to say is, hey, I'm a watchman. I feel like if I don't tell you this, right. I could be held accountable. Right? right, we have to tell. And that's why I'm telling you this. There is no other reason but conviction. And it means that we're entering into a new era. And you can see where this is coming from on the pastor's parts. They are being persecuted. Um, they are being <laughs> driven into depression by the all the things that they have to go through. So we need to pray for our pastors. We need to pray for an awakening. But part of why we aren't standing up is because we aren't doing what Jesus said. We're not showing these pe- these things are happening to the people. And the Holy Spirit is not convicting people to stand up. And that is why I got to get this one off my chest. And obviously, that's why I wrote the book. What we told you today is why we wrote that book. We don't feel that there's enough warnings going out about it. So uh, Dr. Zandre Batha, who's a naturopath, was saying when she found the graphene oxide and they were assembling in the blood, the nanobots, um, one of the most amazing things she said at the end, was she's like, you know, if you have had this, and you're having doubts, really all you need to do is just take it to the Lord and repent. Um, just say, I'm sorry, I didn't realize, I didn't know you know, what was happening, I didn't know this, and just repent. And I thought that was a really great advice. It's very simple, that's all. That's all you need to do. Yeah, Amen. Yeah, definitely have to do and that. And the fact that you're repenting tells you something. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you can, remember that one lady said that when she, after she had taken a the shot that she, she felt like she lost all consciousness of God. That's right. So people there, we, we, we mentioned it and we'll bring it up in future podcasts, but Bill Gates had done, um, he did a presentation for the CIA back in 2005 about the God gene. And that's our concern here. So we're, we're going to continue this conversation going forward. But what we want to say is that today, is the day of salvation. Amen. Amen. You have to repent. And to all my friends out there in Christendom, the Bible doesn't say to ask Jesus into your heart. The Bible says to repent. That's right. And, Amen. And That's ask right. for forgiveness of your sins. That's all. That's right. And then to believe on the Lord Jesus. So, Lord, Lord we ask right that now. you will do that, Lord. Amen. Those those who are in our in in the hearing of our voices, Lord, that you would reach down, that you would touch their hearts with your incredible Holy Spirit, and that you would cause them to follow you. 
And that's it. Hey, and welcome to the kingdom. That's you're, right. You're one of our brothers and sisters now. That's all it takes. It's not it's a big ceremony. Family. Right. That's it. That's all it took was that just repentance mm-hmm. saying, Lord, forgive me. Um, and welcome. Right. Now, now you're in. Sounded a lot like what, you know, the guy next to Jesus said. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, isn't it that true? The thief on the cross? Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's he didn't simplest. say, Jesus, can you come into my heart before I die? And like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I know I'm being a little facetious, no, no. but, but. He said, Lord, we do want remember Jesus in me. Our remember me. When well, that's you the whole come point, though. Into your kingdom. That's right. But you remember just, me. He we knew. Wanna have, we want to have. What's he doing? Well, he made the confession, though. He that's said, right. when he said to the guy who was criticizing him, he said, We deserve this. Right. Right. This man has, is innocent. And right. nothing wrong. And uh, nothing wrong. Yeah. Yep. And that's the confession right there he made. He knew he was, he was repentant. Yes. And that's he he asked the Lord to remember him and Jesus said you will be with me in paradise today. And the first Ooh. time that the gospel was ever preached was Acts 2:38 it was done by Peter and the first word out of his mouth was repent. Yep. That is where it starts folks and uh, so you can repent and the fact that you are repenting tells you that you You're are saved. you have not begun to worship something different right yeah. you did not if you get feel that the stir. God gene that's, that's right well you know that goes with when rob and i both had it you know covid we didn't have a vaccine but when we both had covid um i had such a disconnection from i i and i felt it i felt like i couldn't read the bible and i couldn't pray it was a really weird feeling and i just couldn't concentrate in order to do that and even rob said he couldn't um pray as long as he had been and worshiped in the way that he had been either so there's definitely something to that so and the other thing too is that go out and find a holistic doctor near you that can help you detox from the vaccine or if you even if you had covid naturally there are things that you can do with zinc vitamin d vitamin c selenium selenium and quercetin um and and acetylcysteine magnetic baths uh, there's a lot of things you sure. have to do to try to clear <laughs> your baths. body of yeah. the spike protein, and no matter how you, whether you got it naturally or if you took the vaccine. Or email us, info at supernaturaljunkies.com, right? You can find it on the website. Um, the doctors have a protocol. That, so Alex, what are some other episodes? That you know, we've... if you're new to our podcast and you really like this episode, or even if you're not sure and you're like, you know, I need to listen to a couple to be sure, may I recommend a few that were real page turners that you might have missed? Episodes 40 and 41, Snake Venom um, and Corona, Part 1 and Part 2, The Watchman Declaration. Episode 34, Episode 28, What is More Evil Than COVID? Fauci, just saying. Um, also, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, episode number 20, Shocking Ingredients. Also, Epic Failure, Part 1 and Part 2. Episodes, I believe, 25 and 24. And Discerning Supernatural Spirits, Episode 12 and 13. And The Coming War of Spirits, parts one, two, is episode 10 and 9. Wow. There's so many good ones. You might want to just binge all. I think I recounted they mislabeled one. There's 48 episodes. Well, wow. and our number one, and again, remember, we lost all of our statistics, but our number one episode has been the final end game. And we'll actually review that because it really touches on where we're talking about in our next. And we'll see that the mark in the forehead leads to forms of mind control and demonic possession wow yep but before we go i do i I do just want to do one thing so you guys continue talking for a second while i i look up wait we're gonna put this on pause because dr dennis and i cannot think of one more thing to say that's the first everyone (laughs) that's a freaking first
<laughs> After eight days <laughs> later, she was able to come back. Uh-huh. Okay. So I just want to say to any of our listeners, our one listener in Papua New Guinea, thank you so much. Our three listeners in Mexico, gracias to all three of you. Uh, <laughs> um, Czech Republic. We also have a listener. So thank you. If you're in the Czech Republic, we really appreciate you. Cameroon, we appreciate you too. We see you, Switzerland. I'm one of you. <laughs> um, Bulgaria, woo-woo, all one. Belgium, Barbados. Come on, you got to share this with friends. You listened and then what? You downloaded it? What? Come on, share us. Don't, don't be selfish like that. The best way we can get back all those listeners. And I will tell you that because of these antics, we have lost about 25 thousand listeners per oh month my gosh. Yeah. so you can see that we have we, been censored and the only way yeah. to get us uncensored folks is for you to share us yeah we were over at a hundred and uh, something thousand uh downloads as a new podcast at only four or five months old exactly and, uh, wow we're we're picking back up but you know the way that that's going to happen is if you share this because there's some great information in here if we don't you know, well, we're going to say that ourselves. So please. Yep. And everybody listening in Canada, which is many more. United States, obviously the majority. The United Kingdom, Australia, South Africa, and New Zealand. You guys are our biggest listeners and we're so appreciative. And please don't just keep it to yourself. Share it, please. Thank yep. you. God bless you guys. We're praying for you. Yes, definitely. Amen. Thank you to our loyal subscribers and listeners. We really appreciate you guys. And we want to let you know about SupernaturalJunkies.com. If you sign up for the newsletter there, you'll be the first to know about anything that's happening with us, any events we might be doing. And also Kevin's book, The COVID Beast, is out now and available on Kindle. You can get that on our website. And the Audible version, as well as the softcover book, should be out in a few weeks from now. Signing up for that newsletter will get you in the loop to be the first to hear about it. We're also going to be coming out with SupernaturalJunkies.com gear with that cute cartoon logo. Because some of you have been asking about that, we're going to have it on mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as stickers and magnets. If you want in on that, like I said, sign up for that newsletter. Also, if you love our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could write us a review on any of the platforms you listen on or share this with anyone you think might be interested. I know we harp on it all the time, but that's because that review helps us get found. It helps boost us on the algorithm. And that's why we're always asking. So, because we don't have a lot of reviews right now. So that would mean the world to us. Once again, we appreciate you guys. So grateful for you. Thank you and have a blessed week.